Hey friend, I'm Robin May and a few of the professional hats that I wear includes being a transformational speaker, a life coach, and a licensed therapist. And personally, well, I'm a wife, a mommy to three girls, and a pastor's wife, just to name a few. Girl, I'm over here doing all the things while trying to stay in shape and keep my skin clear. But the truth is, I don't want to be known for being busy. I think that's a scheme that somebody set up. No, I want to be known for living a life that is in perfect alignment with what God intended. And I want to help you do the same. So it's with that in mind, I'd like to welcome you right here to Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Over here, we're creating a safe space to have real conversations with real women on real topics. This is a judgment-free zone where we can be vulnerable and honest and curious about our lives so that we can elevate not just what we do, but who we are. So if any of that resonates with you, again, welcome to our safe space. This is Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Hey, sis, one more thing before we get started. Listen, a few years ago, I started asking women to define what happiness means to them. And when I tell you, I was shocked how hard it was for women to put into words their happiness. And the truth is, I could relate to it, girl. Life can sometimes get so crazy that it's hard to be clear on what happiness looks like and feels like to you. And so with that in mind, I created the absolutely free five-day Define Your Happy Challenge. I am on a mission to help 1,000 women define their happy. So if you're ready to get clear about what makes you happy, head on over to defineyourhappy.com. Okay, that's it for real now, y'all. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey girl, welcome. If this is your first time here, I'm so happy that you are here. If you've been rocking with me, welcome back. Let's dive into this episode. But first, I want to remind you what's different about this podcast. I want to make sure that number one, that our time is interactive, girl. So I constantly give my Instagram because I want to hear your thoughts, your takeaways. I want to know your questions. And so you can go to robinmayonline.com slash podcast, scroll down that page and you'll see a part where you can submit your questions via email girl, or you can DM me on Instagram. But the other thing that's different about our time together is that for the most part, our podcast is going to be focused on topics. So in other words, we're going to spend three, five, sometimes six weeks on a certain topic so that we can really unpack it. Now, there will be times where we have standalone episodes, but for the most part, we're gonna lean into a series. And today, I am wrapping up the very first series of our podcast. If you've been rocking with me, you know this series has been called Motherhood, Martyrs, and Mental Health. And so during episode one, I shared my perspective on motherhood girl. And I was very hesitant to do so because motherhood is such a sensitive topic. And I shared during episode one that I used to struggle and feel a bit judged about my perspective on motherhood, which boils down to this. I believe that motherhood is one of the most important roles that we can play. But girl, it's not our only role. And I have found that often women prioritize motherhood over every other aspect of their life. And I don't even like how I said that because I don't think it's even whether or not you prioritize it over other areas. I just think 
many times as women, we don't prioritize those other areas at all. Then during episode two and three, one of my best friends, Dr. Tara was here. She talked about in episode two, rebranding yourself, girl. We even came up with a conference topic. So watch out for that soon. But she talked about what in the world do you do when you've been rocking this way for so long and you realize it's not working for you. Then she wrote a book called Enoughness. So in episode three, we talked a little bit about how, girl, you are enough as the woman you are. Then in episode four and five, my girl, Dr. Tori came. She's also a therapist, honey. And as soon as she opened her mouth, she was dropping nuggets. So in episode four, we talked about what in the world are mommy issues because mommy issues are a thing. And then in episode five, we talked about understanding your attachment style. Now, I just gave you the highlight, girl. We talked about so much. So if you missed any of those episodes, make sure you go check them out. Remember, this conversation isn't just for mothers. This is for women, period. But if you are a woman and you're listening to this and you're like, girl, I'm not a mom. So some of this I couldn't relate to. Do me a favor. Send it to a mom that you know who could benefit from the conversation. So today in this episode, I'm bringing it all together. And there's so much that I want to share as I close this series. All right. So I want to tell you, though, as I thought about this last episode, what I'm concerned about, and I'm so concerned that this conversation could be confused. I would be so heartbroken if you misunderstood the overall message or the overall point of this series. We, again, have been talking about mothers, martyrs, and mental health, and I have had several intentions or several goals with this particular topic. I wanted to shine a light on the often unrealistic expectations we have on ourselves as women and definitely as moms. I wanted to shine a light on how easy, girl, it is. Girl, my God, how easy it is for us to find our identity in our children and the impact that that has on us and the impact that has on them. I wanted to shine a light on how your relationship with your mom, even if she was the Claire Huxtable type, how your relationship with your mom has a direct impact on you as a woman and it has a direct impact on how you showed up, girl. So even if your mother and you are super close, if y'all have a strained relationship, if your mother isn't here anymore, I want you to understand, girl, I really need you to get that your relationship with your mom has a direct impact on you and how you show up in the world. And I wanted this conversation to give you the courage to show up for yourself, despite that ridiculous mom guilt that we're going to talk about shortly. This conversation, hear me, girl, pause, whatever you're doing. Some of you told me that you cook while you're listening to the podcast. I love it. Some of you told me that you get your exercise on while you're listening to the podcast. I love that. One of my friends said, girl, I'm working and I'm listening to it. However you are listening to it, stop right now and listen to me. This conversation has not been meant to spark one of those ridiculous debates that we have as women, girl, this is not a working mom versus a stay-at-home mom debate. This is not an entrepreneur woman versus a corporate woman debate. This is not breastfeeding versus 
formula debate. This is not a sports mom versus a academics mom debate. This is not a single woman versus a married woman debate. Now I will tell you though, if you're not a banner mom, that's B-A-N-N-E-R. If you are not a banner mom, I am judging you. And if you don't know what a banner mom is, girl, DM me so I can tell you all about it. <laughs> but seriously, the bottom line is this is not one of those conversations to start one of those debates. We um, compare ourselves so much to one another. And I wanted this to be more of a focus on me reminding you of you. Girl, I wanted to remind you of you. Listen to me. No one, no one, I'm going to say it again. No one can make you take care of you, but you. I want you to understand that if you are a single mom, you can still show up for you. If you are a stay-at-home mom, you can still show up for you. If you are a working mom girl, you can still show up for you. If you are not a mom, you can still show up for you. You can carve out time for your heart and your soul. Listen, Jesus did it. Jesus found time consistently to take care of his soul. Girl, if Jesus found the time, surely. <laughs> I know you have a lot on you, girl, but if Jesus found the time, surely you can too. Now, what that looks like for you may be different from what that looks like for me, and that's okay. This is about you carving out and creating a life that you really long for. Listen to me. I don't want you to buy into the idea that you have to be a martyr. That's why I use motherhood, martyr, and mental health girl, I don't want you to buy into that idea. Oh Lord, whoa, it's me. I got to do everything for everybody else. I never have time for myself. Girl, stop it. Listen, I want to encourage you. You can set boundaries. I'm about to make a big statement. So I am preparing you. One of my, <laughs> one of my favorite clients, and she don't know who she is because I tell all my clients they're my favorite clients. <laughs> Y'all are. All of my clients, everybody's my favorite client. But listen, seriously, one of my favorite clients told me this, <laughs> and I get tickled every time I think about it. She said, girl, you have a way of snatching edges, holding my hand while you're doing it, making me laugh. Then I leave the session like, whoo. That was rough. <laughs> but listen, I'm about to make a big statement. It's going to be triggering. You're going to feel some kind of way. So go ahead and take a deep breath before I even say it. Are you ready? And I want you to DM. I'm always wanting y'all to DM me because I like talking to y'all. DM me on Instagram and say, Robin, all you got to do is say, Robin. And you got to say, R-R-O-O-B-B. -B. You got to spread my name out so that I can know that you were triggered. Okay, I'm going to give it to you. A lack of boundaries is not about them, sis. Your lack of boundaries are about you. When you demonstrate, here it is, you ready? Go ahead and take your deep breath, girl, go ahead. When you demonstrate a consistent pattern where you lack boundaries, that shows a lack of personal commitment and a lack of discipline to know that it is okay or to know what is okay and what is not okay for you. 
and it's a disregard to the commitment to follow through for you. I know, girl, I already know. But listen, I have to take the medicine, so you got to take it too. Let's just grit our teeth and take it. Now, let me repeat what I said so you can really get it. If you have a habit of a consistent pattern where you lack boundaries, now, all of us have times when life gets overwhelming or we got a lot going on or we, you know, maybe haven't done some self-care or soul care because it was just a period of time where life was really crazy. But girl, if this is your norm, I want you to hear me. A consistent pattern where you lack boundaries it shows a lack of personal commitment and a lack of discipline to know what is okay and what is not okay for you and a disregard to the commitment to follow through for you. Y'all, I spend so much time with people in my life trying to help them take responsibility for themselves. You would be surprised how often we, you and me, girl, because I'm in it with, okay, let's everybody, listen, let's be clear. I am in this with you. I am walking this journey with you. You would be surprised how often we are projecting our issues onto others and talking about what they are doing, what they are not doing, instead of taking personal responsibility for our own lives. Remember, you cannot change what you don't acknowledge. Repeat after me. You cannot, let's make it personal. I cannot change what I don't acknowledge. And if you often find yourself feeling overwhelmed, overworked, ooh, I didn't even have overworked in my notes. Y'all know I have notes in front of me because if not, honey, we will be, <laughs> don't worry about it. So I have notes in front of me and I didn't even have overworked in my notes because I probably was trying to not take personal responsibility. <laughs> so I'm gonna say it again. Can I just keep overworked out of the list? Okay, if you are constantly feeling overwhelmed, you are constantly feeling overworked, you're feeling used, you're feeling unappreciated, you're feeling unhappy, you're feeling unfulfilled, you're constantly feeling anxious. I want you to fill in the blank with whatever word applies to you. This conversation hopefully is helping you to pause and pay attention to what is happening in your life so that you can make some changes. Listen, if you are rocking with me and you're following this podcast, more than likely you are a woman of faith. I don't second guess, question, minimize the fact that I am a Jesus lover and I pray that my life is patterned after his will for my life. And so listen, God did not create us to live overworked, overwhelmed, always something <laughs> that was not his plan for our life. So hopefully this series has been a rallying call. I want you to find the courage to embrace all of who God has called you to be, to carve out consistent moments to tend to you. This is bigger than just finding balance, y'all. I'm not sure. And this is a this is another one of those debates. And I, I would love to have this conversation with you, but I'm not sure that finding balance is the goal anyway. Did y'all hear my voice crack just then? <laughs> Did y'all hear my, can I tell y'all what my daughters told me? My daughters told me that I often sound like an adolescent teen boy. I don't know why my voice has been doing, I have had a horse 
voice since I was a child. And my mom and my sister, my dad used to tell me I would pronounce it horse, like H-O-R-S-E. I have had a horse. <laughs> I've had a horse voice since I was a kid. Anyway, I just got distracted by my voice cracking. But listen to me. I don't know that finding balance is the goal anyway. I think the idea of balance gives us the idea of things being equal. And I think that's a setup for failure. You just think about your time. For those of you who have a nine to five job, you spend, if you have a nine to five job, more than likely you spend more hours at work than you do with your children. So if we talked about balance and if we're saying that it has to equal out, no, you don't care about your work more than you care about your children. So I think that balance um, is an, uh, a setup for failure. Okay, do y'all remember on the intro of the podcast, do you hear me say, I think that's a scheme that somebody set up? See, most of y'all don't look at reality TV. I have to watch all of reality TV. It is a mission that I have to follow through with because how else am I gonna relate to all the people that I see for therapy? Just go with it. Let me say what I gotta say. <laughs> so when I say that's a scheme that somebody set up, that's from a reality show. It's from Real Housewives of Atlanta. And there's this um, cultural statement now that's out there that says that's a scheme that Todd set up. You got to watch Real Housewives to get it. But anyway, I think that trying to find balance is a scheme that somebody set up. I don't believe that necessarily. My goal is to flow. I want to flow. That's actually my word for 2023. I want to flow within the reality of my value system. In other words, my goal is to simply honor my deepest values intentionally. I'm going to say that again. My goal is to honor my deepest values intentionally. In the life course, which is the course that I um, created to help you get a PhD in you, in the life course, I help you identify your core and character values. Because if you don't know your values, I promise you, you're living with a level of life dissatisfaction. And so this is about this conversation has been about you honoring your deepest values. So as we wrap up this series, I want to end this series, Motherhood, Martyrs, and Mental Health. I want to end this series talking about two things for this episode. One, I want to talk about mom guilt. I'm going to share with you the four specific steps to handle it when it shows up. And then I'm going to talk about how I navigate motherhood personally, um, some of the strategies I use to navigate through mom guilt and just navigate parenting. Listen, I'm still in the heart of it. I have a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 9-year-old. I am still in the heart. Baby, when I tell you I'm in the heart of it, when I tell you I almost threw this whole episode away, I almost threw this whole series away, because right now, at the very moment that I am recording this episode, you hear that voice crack again? At the very moment that I am recording this episode, I am being tested, honey, on everything that I have been talking about throughout this series, about what happens when you find your identity in your children. Because if they do great, you feeling good. If they're not doing so great, you're not feeling good. And that's normal. But when you start, that mom guilt can come up when you start thinking that everything is a reflection on you and not everything is a reflection on you. I'm being tested with that right now as we speak. I'm also being tested with some mom guilt in 
connected with that. So I wanted to say, never mind. All this stuff I've been talking about, never mind. Throw the whole podcast away. Throw the whole episode away. But that's just the truth. That's just the reality of being um, a speaker, being a preacher, being a counselor, being a coach, being a teacher. You're going to be tested on what you're talking about. So just know, I, I just went down the path, didn't I? See, I told y'all we're going to keep it real. We're going to keep it real on this podcast. So on this episode, I'm going to talk about mom guilt and I'm going to talk about the one way you can begin to heal relationship, your relationship with your mom. So those are the two things I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about mom guilt and give you some pointers on how I navigate motherhood, not just from my perspective, but wisdom I've garnered from the many, many, many people I've had the privilege to help navigate their journey. And we're going to talk about the one thing you can begin to do to heal your relationship with your mom. So let's start with that ridiculous mom guilt. Now, we all feel it to some degree. And like I said, I'm being tested on it, honey, right now, because I am feeling it so heavy on a certain situation with one of my daughters as we speak. And so just understand, if I have been stepping on your toes, if Dr. Tara stepped on your toes, baby, if Dr. Tori stepped on your toes, just know I'm getting some of it too, okay? So how in the world do I deal with mom guilt? So y'all, I have this strange thing that I do when I'm um, speaking, when I am preaching, when I am on with a coaching client, when I'm on with a clinical client, when I'm just talking to my girlfriends, y'all, I have this thing that I look up the definition to things that we're talking about. I look up the definition because words matter and I'm always interested in how things are described. So I want to tell you the definition that I saw about mom guilt. Listen to this. Mom guilt is a name given to the feelings of guilt and shame some people feel when they don't live up to their own or others' expectation in their role as a parent. Okay, that was a mouthful. Let me give it to you again. Mom guilt is a name given to the feelings of guilt and shame some people feel when they don't live up to their own or others' expectation in their role as a parent. It's like an internal dialogue that tells you you are failing as a caregiver. Honey, we're going to talk about internal dialogue on one of the standalone episodes. Um, but I loved this definition. And this, again, is not just about mom. This is all women. You can probably struggle with mom. Not probably. <laughs> you can struggle with mom guilt. You can struggle with uh, daughter guilt feeling that you're not measuring up as to help your parents the way you need to. You can struggle with my uh, wife guilt. You can struggle with best friend guilt, baby. Honey, our series in August is going to be on friendship therapy. Girl, I'm going to talk about adult friendship. I need y'all to DM me your thoughts, your opinions about it, because I want to make sure this is a fully, um, thought out or fully developed topic. So in August, because all you know, people come up with all kind of months all the time. August is supposed to be National Friendship Month. So we're just going to act like it is, even if it ain't. And so in August, we're going to talk about friendship therapy. So send me, DM me all your thoughts. Okay. But you can deal with friendship guilt. You can deal with business partner partner guilt. As a woman, guilt and shame can be so consuming. Well, it's crazy is 
but there are so many expectations because remember that definition it says when you feel like you're not living up to your own expectations or the expectations of other people and there are so many expectations that we have to live up to so we will never get it all right so of course we will struggle that we don't measure up and so i have seen how bad mom guilt can be and i realize i may not struggle with mom guilt as much as the next person so y'all remember um during the last episode with dr tori she was talking about how she began to realize she had to let her daughter go she said not not let her go out of her life but she had to give her room to soar and fly y'all remember that conversation and one of the things dr tori said she said i'm so grateful for my training that i knew that i had to do it well there are a lot of blessings that come from being in the trenches of people's life now it also comes with some challenges and it comes with um hazards of the job trust but there are also some blessings because I learned so much from helping people navigate their life. There's some things that I don't have to go through because I've watched other people go through it. And so I can learn from them. And this is one of those things. So while I struggle with mom guilt, I know I don't struggle with it as bad because of some of the reasons I'm gonna give you in a little bit, because I've watched so many people navigate this journey. And so I wanna share with you the four ways to handle mom guilt. I'm going to give you these four things. And I'm also going to do this as either a reel or a carousel on my Instagram so that you can go save it there as well. Let me give you the four ways and then I'm going to break it down. All right. So number one, acknowledge it. Number two, talk about it. Number three, reframe it. Number four, use it. Those are the ways I want you to deal with your mom guilt. Number one, acknowledge it. Number two, talk about it. Number three, reframe it. Did I say frame it at first? Number three, reframe it. Number four, use it. All right, let me break that down. Number one, acknowledge it. Y'all, we run from our feelings so much. Can I give you a little therapy one-on-one? Now, this ain't therapy. Let's be clear because I don't want y'all saying I'm your therapist if you ain't paid no copay. <laughs> But listen, listen, this is not therapy for you. I want you to take these um, ideas and these thoughts that I share on this podcast and take it to your therapist, honey. Join the academy so that we can unpack it together. But I want you to um, understand this. This is a little therapy one-on-one. Watch this. Your thoughts or your feelings, I'm sorry, your feelings are not right. Your feelings are not wrong, sis. Your feelings are there to give you information. But so often we run from feelings, particularly feelings that we identify as distressing or difficult feelings. We run from them when they're there to give us information. So I want you to learn to acknowledge it. When you feel that mom guilt, call it out. Find somebody who you can talk to about it. So then that's number two. You have to talk about it. You have to acknowledge it. And then number two, you have to address it, address it, baby. I'm about to make these all A's because what do you call that? What is it when all the letters of a idea match? I can't remember. It's not, what is that called? Anyway, I'm going to say acknowledge it, address it, adjust it. And I don't know. I'll come up with another A. So acknowledge it. Number one, stop running from it. Acknowledge it. Number two, you have to address it. Talk about it. What do I mean by that? 
find a safe space. I often talk about safe spaces, safe spaces. And the reason why I stress safe spaces is because you want to talk to somebody who is going to hold you accountable, who's going to give you the truth, who's going to give it to you straight, no chaser. You need somebody who's going to do, do that. But you also need somebody who's going to be transparent with you and not make you feel bad. Like, I don't want to bring something to somebody who's going to say, girl, you dumb or you're crazy. Why? Nuh-uh. I don't need all of that. I need people in my life who are going to hold me accountable, but also be real about the fact that they've had their own challenges as well. So number one, if you feel the mom guilt, acknowledge it, girl. Stop running from it. Just call it what it is. Number two, address it. Find a safe space to talk about it because you'd be surprised how talking it out with somebody can help you see it differently. Then number three, adjust it. What do I mean by that? Reframe it. I feel guilty because feel in the blank about why you feel guilty. So for example, let's say you hear me saying, girl, there's nothing wrong with you carving out time for yourself and your, your adult children put demands on you. Yo, I don't remember I said boomerang me. My oldest is 16. Baby, when she is 25 and she's putting demands on me, I want you to remind me that I said this, but baby at 25, now i'm not saying let me be clear because i am knocking at 50 and my mother is still very concerned about what be going on in my life and i understand why she is especially because i'm raising her grandbabies and she's gonna always have an opinion and so that's not even what i mean mamas are gonna mom i need to create a shirt mamas are gonna mom baby don't take my idea i am gonna do a shirt that says mamas are gonna mama <laughs> Mamas are going to mom. So my mommy, my mother, my mama, whatever you want to call her, she is going to do what she does, right? That's what moms do. You don't ever stop being a mom. But if your children are constantly putting demands on your time and they grown, okay, I went off on a tangent. Okay, so when I say reframe it, let's say you have decided to carve out some time for you. Maybe you're saying, you know what? one weekend out of the month. Okay, maybe that's too much for some of us. So maybe you say on Saturday mornings, I'm going to get up. I'm not doing all that breakfast. I'm just going to get up. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to walk around Target with my Starbucks cup. I'm just going to uh, uh, browse the aisle. I'm going to put my phone on do not disturb. And you start to feel that mom guilt. I want you to reframe it. I feel guilty because I found some time for myself. Robin, is that fair to you? Like, I want you to reframe it. Or I feel guilty because I spent time with my spouse by myself. I want you to, because when you reframe it or you represent it to yourself, you'll begin to see, girl, cut it out. There's no reason for you to feel guilty. I feel guilty because I am human and I forgot to pack her lunch and so she had to eat the school lunch or whatever it is right i want you to frame it why does this help because when you reframe it it helps you then to realize how important it is for you to model the behavior you want your children to see remember oh i'm about to come down somebody's street and this is not even in my notes but i'm about to come down somebody's street remember this many people many of us are repeating patterns that we saw growing up. And some of you know that your mother worked herself to death 
And here you are doing the same thing. And you used to wonder why your mother wouldn't set boundaries. But sis, you ain't setting no boundaries. And so I want you to start to model a different behavior for yours so that they can begin to do something different. And then number four, so number one, remember you are going to acknowledge it. Number two, you're gonna talk about it. Number three, you're gonna reframe it. Number four, you're gonna use it. And what do I mean by that? You're gonna use it to do better or to be better because there are gonna be some times when you recognize that mom guilt is there for a reason. Remember, your feelings are there to give you information. It's your thought that you have to process and you're gonna to talk to somebody about it. You're not gonna just keep it in. So when you're talking to that person you trust, they may say, well, girl, yeah, I mean, I really do think that's an area. This happens to me um, often. I've given people permission. They'll say, okay, Robin, I don't think now that one over there, but this over here, girl, yeah, you got to make sure fill in the blank, whatever that is. So you may have to use that to help you be an even better woman or a better mom. Okay. Now remember this, our guilt is not only because of our internal dialogue, it is what we think is being said from others. And sometimes it is what's being said, let's keep it real. So during my conversation with Dr. Tara, um, Tara, Dr. Tori, all these doctors in my life, honey, during my conversation with Dr. Tori, I talked about the pressures we have on ourselves and the pressure we put on other women. And I even admitted how I have even found myself saying, well, why her mama let her, why she, at? so we all can easily pass judgment. I think that's something we all have to work on because watch this bearing just complete abandonment, complete neglect. We should all give each other some grace because girl, we're all trying to figure it out. And you wanna be careful that you are not spewing judgment, honey, because that judgment is gonna rebound right back on you because your child may be doing great in academics, but that child is struggling with how she's treating her peers, baby. She's getting straight A's, but her attitude is bad, right? He may be killing it on the football field, but he's not doing that good on that math or she may be killing it in sports and academics and she has all these friends but her spiritual life is struggling in other words there is somewhere that the rooster is crowing in your own yard i think i made that up i think i made that saying did i make that <laughs> did i make that up there is somewhere that the rooster is crowing in your own yard i think i made that up in other words in other words that this area over here that's why i talk about freed women free women honey you might be free over here but you're struggling over there and so there is no room to judge because we're all figuring it out so as i wrap up this part of our series let me run through this real quick i have a few bullets of how i navigate motherhood how i've watched other people navigate motherhood and how it helps me with mom guilt and hopefully how it helps me be a better mom so number one i understand the insatiable demands of children. And I realize I just simply cannot be governed by that. I don't know about you, maybe it's just my kids. Maybe it is just my kids. But I promise you, we can take our kids on an amazing trip and we get home and they're like an hour in. Oh, so what are we doing tomorrow? Nothing, we're doing nothing. We're all gonna rest up because we just did all of that. So the reality is children are insatiable, baby. It is never enough. And you can drive yourself crazy trying to 
respond to all of those demands. And I understand that. So I choose not to be governed by that. The next thing is I realize, y'all, when I'm thinking about carving out time for myself, and I don't always do this well as far as making sure that I give my children the time they need. If I'm honest, you know, the older they're getting, I have teenage girls. And so now I'm like desperate. Please, 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 can I have time with you? Please, please, please. Like I'm begging them. Please, please, I want time with you. So I don't necessarily always do this well, making sure that each of them are getting the time that they need. We had a family meeting the other day and we were asking them what our children, what do they need from us? And Riley said more time. My nine-year-old said more time. I know, I know, I know. She said that, but then when we she was acting when we tried to unpack that more with her. She shut down during the conversation with everybody at the table. So my husband and I brought her separate and was like, so Riley, you said, she was like, no. Nah. So she backpedaled from that. But deep down, I'm like, girl, don't worry about it. I'm going to do better. So y'all pray for me. But again, with that, watch what I'm about to say. So I recognize y'all that I set limits on everything else with my children that I also have to set limits with their demands of all of our time. So in other words, I said when my children were younger, I set limits on how much candy they could uh, eat, what time they had to turn the TV off, how long they could be on their phone. Now that has been thrown out the window, but don't worry about that. I set limits on how long their braids can be, what type of nails they can get on their hand. I set limits on everything else. And so it is okay for me to set limits even on my time. The next, number three, I understand the danger of not taking care of myself. I have seen it in too many women's lives and the danger of not investing in your marriage. And so, baby, I'm going to date. That's I'm going to date and I want them to see us dating. I want them to observe what that looks like because I understand what happens when you don't do that. That's a high price to pay. Then number four, I recognize that it's important to parent each of your children if you have more than one in the way that they are naturally bent. The scripture says, train up a child in the way they should go. But when you study that scripture, it actually means train up a child in the way they are naturally bent. And so the way you tend to each of your children has to be based on their unique um, gifting, their unique personality, the unique way in which they process information. So train up a child in the way they are uniquely bent. Next, number five, I am able to really navigate parenting with this in mind. I have watched children grow up and go on about their lives. And that mother is stuck. I talk about that a little bit in episode one. She's stuck because she had no identity outside of her children. And it's so easy to do. Oh my God, it's so easy to do, honey. I'm telling you, I know. But you want to make sure, even if it's you just, my mother was um, had a was on a bowling club. Like, girl, if you got to join a bowling club, find something where you can pour into you. I'm going to give you this number six. For a while, I worked with adolescent clients early on in my, in my career. Eventually, I recognized that that doesn't, wasn't necessarily my gifting. But when I worked with several children, I watched this pattern where the parents, not just the mom, the parents would be sacrificing everything for these children. And the children still found a way to find a 
problem in something that they had some kind of issue. And so you want to be careful that as we are raising our children, who child, I'm even, it's hard for me to even say this because Lord, I know I see it with my own. You want to make sure that you aren't creating a situation of um, indulgence, or there's another word I'm looking for and I can't, I can't get it right now. Um, entitled. You don't want to create entitlement. Number eight, or oh, this is number seven, actually. Number seven, I accept that I'm going to have some angst in this journey of motherhood. I have a lot of responsibilities and my babies are constantly on my mind, constantly. So I accept that I'm a mama and I'm going to mom. I'm telling you, I'm going to do that shirt, but I'm a mama. So I'm always going to have some angst when it comes to my children. And I choose to allow that to keep me in prayer covering them and staying at the foot of Jesus. And I just understand that that's what comes with being a mom. The next, I remember this, to keep the relationship at all costs. Keep, I just fight to keep the relationship. So I choose my battles and let's see y'all, let's see. You know, I tell you all the time, I'm, I'm in the midst of it. My oldest is 16, my baby is nine. So I know that there are ups and downs. And so I just pray that we can maintain our relationship. I think that's about it. I have a couple of more notes here, um, but I think I'll stop there. I'm gonna stop there. So I hope that helped you. And if you're not a mom and that part of the episode was off for you, that it wasn't really applicable for you, that's okay, girl. You know, you can help us amplify this conversation. Send it to your girlfriend. Tell her to fast forward to about the 37 minute mark and tell her to listen to that. All right, I'm closing up and I know I've been talking and saying I'm closing for a while, but I wanna close with this. Our episodes are normally about 25 to 35 minutes. This one is running over a little bit, but I hope you can bear with me. Or you may see that I made this a two-parter. So if I make this a two-parter, you'll understand why. I wanna share in these last few moments talking to you about your mom. Dr. Tori and I talked about mommy issues, and that's basically when you have a complicated relationship with your mom. But remember, even if your mom was the Claire Huxtable type, I keep using that reference. And some of y'all are like, nah, my mother was more like uh, Florida Evans, or she was more like Joan Cleaver. <laughs> As a matter of fact, anyone who DMs me this week up until June, July, July 7th, if you DM me up to July 7th and you tell me, what TV mom best describes your mom, I will give you a coupon to use 25% off in my store, okay? In my store for all of my tees and my t-shirts and my hoodies and all that good stuff. I'll give you a 25% discount up to July 7th. Tell me what type of TV mom was your mom. But I keep saying Claire Huxtable. In other words, even if your mom was the bomb, I'm telling you who you are today is a result of your life experiences. And one of the most impactful experiences we have is our relationship with our mothers. And I don't want you to rush past that. In the life course that I mentioned earlier that I created, the tagline is helping you get a PhD in you. I challenge you to understand you because that is the only way you can begin to make a change. I want you to learn the pattern of pausing and paying attention. So if you've never examined your relationship with your mom, you are missing out on valuable information about you. I share often that I'm trying to be half the mother that my mom was. She is so 
of the mom and she is quite frankly she is so classy somehow she managed being our friend but also not playing like she did not play my mother did not play but we also wanted to talk to her about everything she made sure that i could do as many activities that i wanted to do she sacrificed a lot she balanced being a working mom she kept my daddy in line she was really or is a bomb mom but also, like I keep saying, said that she didn't play and there was no. And when I say no, there was no talking back. And that was a good thing because we were respectful. But I also shared that I had a hard time finding my voice, that it was hard for me to speak up when I needed to speak up. And I didn't take risks the way I needed to take risks. So in other words, I want you to figure out how what you saw growing up and what you experienced with your mom, how that impacted you. But I want to give you the number one key to start to heal your relationship with your mom, or at least to start to understand your mom. Hear me. I want you to see your mom as a woman. Listen, when you begin to see your mom, not just as your mom, but as a woman, a woman with her own insecurities, a woman with her own fears, a woman who had dreams that she did not reach, a woman who had dreams that were fulfilled, a woman that had emotional longing, a woman who um, desired a, a relationship or had a relationship that she wanted to maintain, a, a woman who had questions, a woman who um, was trying to figure it out, girl, when you begin to see her as a woman, a woman that was flawed, a woman that had her own mama, a woman who had her own grandmama, had her own issues through that relationship or was trying to repeat what she saw with them. When you see her as a woman, it will help you to give her the grace that she needs because, honey, you understand the grace that you need. Baby girl, if you begin to see your mom as a woman, it will help to begin to lift some, not all maybe, it may not lift all, because I don't know your particular story. I don't know all of your trauma. I don't know all that you experienced. So it may not lift it all, but I am encouraging you to consider seeing your mom through the lens of her being a woman and see what that does for you as you forgive her, as you understand her, as you try to connect with her, as you lean in towards her, if you have to write a letter because she's no longer here and you release her, I'm telling you, it is a game changer. All right, sis, I am done. I am done. As we wrap up, there are so many things that I didn't get to in this particular series, Motherhood, Martyrs, and Mental Health. Girl, I didn't even have a chance to talk about parental alienation, y'all. It is a real thing that is happening. I am walking with so many women who have been alienated from their children. I didn't get a chance to talk about mental illness in children or even if your mom had a mental illness. We didn't get to get into single parenting or grandparents raising their grandchildren or navigating grief, the loss of a child or the loss of your mom. But I pray that this has gotten you on the road towards self-care to pause and pay attention long enough to see how this journey is impacting you. Listen, I want to leave with one of my favorite books. You can find this book listed on the resource tab if you go to um, robinmayonline.com slash podcast. One of my favorite books on the topic of motherhood is called Momplicated, Momplicated. 
like complicated, but it's complicated. The author, the cover of the book or the link to order the book will be on the website, robinmayonline.com slash podcast. It is a great resource to help you understand you and your relationship with your mom. And if you were even, listen, if you're not a mother, you still want to read it because it helps you understand you and your relationship with your mom. And if you are a mother, it helps you understand how you're showing up as a mother. Remember, you can submit questions because I want to have a few episodes where I just answer your questions about all of the episodes that we share. So go to robinmayonline.com slash podcast, scroll down that page and you will see where you can submit questions. Our next few episodes are going to be a few standalone episodes. And then in August, we're going to dive into friendship therapy. I really want to get your feedback for that. So make sure you share it on DM. And lastly, remember the Academy doors are open. Head on over to you can live life.com slash Academy. I would love to see you in the Academy girl until later. Remember, I want to help you live intentionally fully engaged. I want to help you live life. I want to help you elevate not just what you do, but who you are. It's my honor to be on this journey with you. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Listen, these conversations are to help you live intentionally, fully engaged, to help you elevate not just what you do, but who you are. And listen, I am committed to being in the trenches with you. If you haven't already, make sure you head on over to youcanlivelife.com slash academy. Yes, girl, the academy doors are open. This is where you get to dive into further conversations on our podcast topics. We get to dive into the trenches of the life course, the course that I have created to help you create the life that you long for. And we get to have monthly office hours where you can ask me any questions you have about all of this. Girl, Life Academy is where we can do life together. So head on over to youcanlivelife.com slash academy.